Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Drew, and this is the Lowdown Sports Show, where we get the lowdown on all things basketball. This show is streamed live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash the Drew League. This channel is also partnered with Gamer Advantage, Artisan Builds, and Canva. Gamer Advantage is the first clinically proven lens to stop the suppression of melatonin so you get a better night's rest. They also offer prescriptions. Get yours today and use code THEDREW at checkout. Artisan Builds is ready to build your next PC live on Twitch. Have it shipped to you within a week. Get up to $100 off by visiting their website using code THEDREWLEAGUE at checkout. DM them to talk specs and they'll optimize based on your budget. Canva makes design amazingly simple and fun. So create stunning designs with your photos and videos even if you're not a design expert. Whether you need an Instagram story, logo, ma logo maker, or birthday invitation, create all these graphic design needs and more on Canva. Alright guys, today we are here to get the lowdown from our guest. Our guest is a WNBA player currently on the Atlanta Dream, playing overseas with Maccabi Renana. I got it right, I promise. And she is a formidable, former 2017 national champion with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Her name is Kayla Davis. What up, KD? First of all, all this stuff you're sponsored by is dope. Like, I'm really appreciate it. No problem, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, and appreciate uh, the compliment. We try to do what we can over here. We always bring on the best people. Look at you. <laughs> let's get let's get down to it. Got a lot of things to talk to you about today because you are you are our one and only guest. So we're gonna take up as much time from you as we can. Unless you got something to do, then just let me know. Um, first, I wanna uh, overseas man, never thing to do. I wanna dig into the roots of Kayla Davis and throw it back a little bit. So, uh, bringing it back, talk about uh, you know growing up your childhood. And what it was like growing up with a dad that was in the NBA. Your dad, Antonio Davis, played a little bit of basketball at the big time level. So that experience is different <laughs> from little old me growing up. Uh, so tell us what that experience is like and what that childhood is like growing up. Yeah, um, interesting. It was super fun. Um, now being 25, though, the confusing part about it is like people are like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm kind of from all over. They're like, oh, you're an army brat? I want to play the writer in, in Canada, so I came to the States. You know, I was like wrong and putting news and stuff and all that stuff. But um, I think now I have a lot more appreciation for it. Being around all these other guys and all these other players, you know, all the people I met throughout that process. So, um, you know, I think as a kid, you just, it's, it's your dad. You know, like basketball, but 
you know, being older now, um, you know, like I said, I definitely have a lot more appreciation for it just because, you know, we talk basketball all the time, questions, and, you know, I'm obviously super familiar with, so, you know, we have a lot of talks about, you know, just how to get better at that. So it's, it's definitely something, um, you know, my thing is, like, cooler, you know, than maybe being like, <laughs> sense, you know, um, you know, maybe being 12, you know, with, hey, my dad and and uh, with uh, with that experience growing up, has you know since he was in the NBA, has that has that been what you always wanted to do is play basketball at the highest level, or is there something that like you thought about making your career, but you know basketball was always kind of where you leaned towards? Um, not really, honestly. Like kind of thinking about it as a kid, one of those things where it's like, hey, my dad was basketball, so we're just always around basketball, you know. Um, so it wasn't really about from my career kind of professional standpoint. Um, you know, maybe until I probably was middle school, maybe going into high school, then you start to kind of see like, and, you know, I started meeting other people and, you know, you start seeing the WNBA and college basketball and, um, you know, hearing stories about overseas stuff. So you realize you can really make a career out of it, um, you know, and then you, you really start to put all your time and effort into it. Uh, you know, on top of that, we, we tried everything, right? Like, I was a great gymnast and I was like, for my parents were like, dude, you're going to be too big to be a gymnast. Like, just let's you know, squash that now. Um, you know, soccer, my parents were like, eh, you could do it, but, you know, there's this and there's that. So, uh, you know, I think we all kind of felt like it was just, you know, hey, we have the tools to kind of, you know, guide, you know, myself and my twin brother, um, you know, to get it. But I think it was just one of the things I was around. You know, I was just around basketball all the time. So, uh, you know, on the weekend, my mom would be like, I've had them all week, like, you know, on Saturdays, it was just like, go with my dad and hang out. Um, you know, so it was just like, I think I just grew up around it. Uh, and I think, you know, my parents just kind of let things fall as, you know, as they felt. Next thing I want to get into, and, you know, there's, especially with you doing basketball your whole life, and, you know, especially... Uh, being one of the better players coming out of high school looking for where you want to go. I'm sure you were flooded with offers, you know, and, you know, what made you end up choosing South Carolina Gamecocks? And tell us about that whole experience. Yeah, um, you know, I think coming from Georgia Tech, like initially when I went there, um, you know, I'm going to go do something that's never been done before, right? Because it's easy to go knock on anybody that goes to these programs. But, you know, to go somewhere and say, oh, hey, you know, we won the – fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth national championship, like, that's cool. Um, but, you know, one, like, that's something that's just, you know, no one can ever take that away from you. And that's just something that, you know, it's unmatched, really, you know, if you ask me. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's it's super unmatched. So I think it kind of fell in that same suffering. You know, they were just kind of, they had all the tools to, to be really good. And, uh, you know, they had Coach Lee and the players that were there. So, it, like I said, it just kind of fell within that being, um, you know, everything worked out <laughs> What's your favorite thing about, you know, Dawn's coaching style and how she goes about her business in South Carolina? Yeah, um, I think I think the biggest thing is her coaching style for the players, right? Like, she doesn't treat any two people in the exact And I think that's like, you know, as a she does. It's, you know, she, I, I kind of raise my voice or, or yell or, you know, that person that way. But someone said, you know, this person, you know, she may take that as well. So, you know, I kind of have to get my message across her differently. And I think she takes the time to understand that. You know, she takes the time to understand her players, um, you know, not just from a basketball level, but, you know, she asks about your family and how you're doing and stuff like that. I know you. So you trust her as a coach and, um, you know, you're, you're set in because she's, you know, speaking to you in a way that works for you. Um, you know, so I think 
with any team, there's a bunch of different personalities and there's a bunch of different things on balance. And she just, she does a really good job of, of balancing all of it. One thing I wanted to ask you again before we uh, before we slide into our first break today, uh, what is your favorite part about the, the social justice stance that the WNBA took and, and how they went about it uh, with not just you know the W but also the impact that the players made, you know, uh, with the with the letters on the shirts and, and everything that went down. What was your favorite part about that and what made you feel, um, you know, like you know, that that was that y'all were really like making a difference in like where did it really kind of shift? Like we're doing this, but like, oh, they see us now type, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think with everything, I think you know, could have used the whole bubble situation as a reason to kind of like, you know, sulk and feel bad for us and we wish that. But, you know, I think we just took what we had, you know. I think everyone in the situation um, you know, made it positive because I think we had a unique opportunity. We had an opportunity where all players at NWBA currently you know, are together. So there are people sitting down having conversations and it happened we could meet up and talk about it, you know, whereas in a normal setting, you know, there's there's time zones and people have to be at homes and coordinate practice, you know, schedules and things like that. But we're all right there together, you know, so we didn't, like I said, stay and talk. Obviously, things like this, um, you know, and like I said, they could be talked about and things like that. But I think even now with the Senate runoff in Georgia, like, there's, if you look, there's so many tweets and there's conversations about maybe not single-handedly just with the Atlanta Dream Ranch, you know, like that is really having an influence on the Senate race, you know, and it's so it's such an important race, it's such an important decision to be made. So, um, you know, seeing things like that, it makes you, you know, feel like all your efforts go to waste and, um, you know, that you really played a part and really got the message across that we were trying to get, you know, at the end of the day, we have a platform. And I think we did the, you know, absolute best with using the platform we have. Guys, we want to go ahead and go ahead and go into our first ad break here in the uh, in the middle of the segment here with uh, Kayla, and we'll come back here shortly. We got a lot of more a lot more WNBA basketball and a lot of things to talk about with Kayla in general here in a little bit. We're going to be back in just a second while we take this quick break. We are back here on the Lowdown Sports Show, guys. We just got done talking to Kayla in the first segment about her childhood experience. She's got a dad that was in the NBA, so we had to find out what that experience was like growing up. Big time, big time Davis family over here. And her experiences in college and at South Carolina winning that national championship. And we still got some more W to talk, so so hang tight as we keep delving into the WNBA here. Uh so Kayla, as far as the WNBA goes, and you know it's it's continued progression over the years, as far as getting from you know little to no media attention to growing and steadily going uphill as far as its progress and its exposure, um, where do you see the WNBA with the progress that we're making right now? We'll just pretend it keeps going as well as it is. Uh, where do you see the WNBA in five years? Do you see a couple of other teams joining the fold? Do you see rosters being expanded? What do you envision? Yeah, I mean, if, if you know, first speaking from a, what would I guess, you know, my perfect scenario would be, it would definitely be, you know, definitely more teams, um, you know, def- like you said, definitely more teams, um, you know, expanded roster spots, all that stuff. Uh, you, know, you know, I think it's needed, I think it's necessary. Um, 
you know, it's, it's what the people want. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, that's constantly what we're saying. We need more teams, we need more roster spots. And I think we do. There's so much talent out there, um, you know, that then presented that, you know, that people need to see that deserves to be, um, you know, but there's just, there's not enough room, there's not enough space and set teams and thoughts. So, um, you know, I think if, if we all continue to do our part as far as, you know, opportunities like this and, you know, people like you just, you know, taking the time to really put in the effort, you know, from a media standpoint, um, players using our platform, the, you know, the right way to, to make a difference. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're headed in a, in a good direction, you know. Uh, I think the amount that has grown just in the past, you know, four years that I've been in the league is, is absolutely crazy. So, you know, I think I think it's only it can only go up from here. Um, but I would, I would love to see more teams and, and love to see, you know, more competition and more roster spots open up. Uh, you know, just so we can keep expanding this league. And just to, to backtrack it just a little bit, you know, we're talking about the future here right now. Let's back it up to what is going to be the more recent, uh, you know, I mean, it's still future, but more closer to present than as far away as five years. This next season, what do you see happening, you know, with everything going on in the world and the state of, you know, what the NBA is still about to do and their protocols that they'll be going through and what was done in the bubble? Do you envision another bubble for 2021, and how do you think that's going to go? Do you think it's going to be, you know, about the same as it was last year? They're going to instill some things to make it as good of an experience as you can in, in an enclosed area like you were in Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, um, you know, there's so many speculations just because obviously you never know what's going to happen. You know, we never know where the thing is going. Um, but, you know, like I said, I just turn. You know, the COVID situation is, like you said, as, as best of a situation as you can make it. Um, you know, and I think it was a learning experience as well, you know, so that, you know, the 21 uh, if we were in a position to have to do it again. You know, I think everyone learned a lot. Um, you know, I think there were things that maybe they would say, oh, we could do these things the same way, you know, things that we could do differently. But, you know, overall, I think it was, I think it was a great experience. You know, I think there were some hesitations going into it as far you know, you just don't know what that looks like. It's super unfamiliar to say, hey, we're going to stick all 12 teams in the same place, you know, living in this one place and, you know, what the course are going to look like and scheduling and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I really applaud the WNBA for how they, you know, managed to put all that stuff together. Because I'm sure it wasn't easy. So, I don't know. I think if it were a global situation, um, like I said, I think a lot from, from where we were this end. But, um, you know, I wouldn't mind it. Like, I think... We, once again, made the best of, of what we had. And, um, you know, I think if we were to be in that situation again, we, we'd do the same thing. I don't know if anybody's asked you this question, and let me know if you don't want to answer it. But I wanted to see what, uh, if you wanted to talk a little bit about your your experience in Dallas. You know, those were those were uh, your first few years there. You, you have a lot of rapport with the fans. Uh, you big, big fan favorite out in Dallas, obviously. Definitely saw it in the years that I was there and uh, how much they like to interact with you, not only you interacting with them, or not only them interacting with you, but the, the way that you love them. And like, even if you're not the one sitting at the table signing like they used to have, you would still, you know, like you did that video that I caught you, you signed the shoes and gave them away to the kids that you saw in the stands and, and things like that. Talk about the, the experience in Dallas and, you know, what you miss uh, about that city, if anything. Yeah. Um... 
you know, first and foremost, like I'm, I'm thankful for the whole job situation. Um, you know, just because they were the ones that gave me, you know, an opportunity to play, you know, to play in the WNBA to, to be a professional athlete. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And with that new situation, you know, I think it's, it's all about growth at the end of the day. You know, life in general, it's about, it's about growth and, you know, taking away what you can from every situation and, and being better because of it. So, um, you know, do I wish things would have been different? And heck, do I wish at the end of the day I could have stayed in Dallas for my, you know, whole career? Absolutely. Uh, you know, but they just, they don't always want to. And, you know, and that's okay. Like I said, as long as you're growing from it, you know, I think that's all that matters. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think the fans, you know, the, they are an unmatched, you know, fan base. Um, you know, they're just, they're passionate and they, and they love Dallas sports. You know, there's nothing, nothing else you can ask for. So, um, you know, I, I get the biggest thing I'll mention the fans and there's still a handful I keep in contact with and, you know, social media wise, we still interact and, um, you know, they're, they're just they're the best, you know, they, they truly, truly are. So, you know, I'll miss them from, from the absolute bottom. That was the toughest part was just um, getting on messages and stuff from the fans and, uh, you know, just people saying, Hey, we're missing you and stuff like that. So, you know, at the end of the day with things working out, I saw it working out, um, you know, I'm still appreciative at the end of the day that, uh, you know, that I could have people that I made an impact on and, you know, that at the end of the day saw where, you know, my intentions were to, you know, to be everything that I could be. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that. Fans will always have a special place in my heart. And, you know, once once all this madness is over with and we can get back to, you know, playing at stadiums and arenas and the fans can get back in there, you know, I hope to kind of see everybody again. And, you know, maybe whoever I'm playing with when, once I'm back in Dallas, we can, you know, do something for them because, you know, they definitely do a lot for me. The vast majority of your career is Dallas. So all the things that you did with fans were with Dallas fans, even though, you know, you're with Atlanta now, but there, it was a bubble situation this time. You didn't get to see anybody. Uh, every experience with the fans, experience, you know, with the organization, what was your, you know, did you have a favorite thing that you did with the organization, whether it be on the court or off with, you know, a fan activity or something you guys went and did? Is there anything that comes to mind that's just like, oh, you know, that was a really great day? Um, honestly, I mean, Dallas was fun. Like, at the end of the day, we, we had a ton of fun, you know, as a team, as a group. So it's, it's hard to pick, like, one, um, you know, one individual thing. But, um, I mean, just, I think post-game, you know, just after games, like, interacting with fans, um, you know, was just the – was probably the best part about it, you know, because – they're just nice, you know, they're not, I think some fans do kind of overdo it sometimes, but, you know, I don't, I don't think Dallas fans, yeah, <laughs> we all know, uh, but, you know, you know, you know, but, yeah, you know, I think they were just always super nice about it, they were super respectful, um, you know, but still just in such a, a very loving and, you know, caring, um, you know, way, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to pick um, individual, individual things, but, um, I definitely think actually after the last game we had, so not obviously not this year, but 19, when the we played our last game at home, um, like an autograph session for everybody. So we literally waited until after every, <laughs> we sat there for like an hour and a half, two hours maybe. Um, like you said, you get to speak to everybody and see everybody that's you know been there with you all year. So um, that was definitely a memorable experience. And, you know, in the moment you realize it'll kind of be your last interaction with a lot of those people is about. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was my pleasure. And, you know, I'd do it, I'd do it again if it meant, hey, you know, inspiring her to inspire somebody else and, and grow the game. Do yourself ever 
going back to Dallas if the opportunity came? Yeah, I think if it was the right situation, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say never. So, you know, just because even now, I still have just it has a special place in my heart. You know, I just have now a ton of friends there, um, there's there, and, and people that watch my dogs and love my dogs. And, um, you know, just a, a ton of, hey, shout out to my boys, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like, you start your life there, you know. As an adult, like, starting my life, like, so, um, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm never, never going to say just because I love the fans there so much, and I, I would love to be back with them. The toughest person guard in life. Oh, man. Toughest person to guard. Um, I would probably say the toughest person I had to guard, I think, was probably Allie, Allie Quigley. Um, it, yes, like, Allie is so hard to guard because... She just like her step behind your screw. So Ali is somebody. So it's like there's, there's such a small, you know, room for error when it comes to guarding Ali. And that's just, I mean, it makes her super, super, super tough to guard. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, this is like DT. DT just DT doesn't care. She'll push you and you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, like which is what I love about her. You know, like I love guarding DT because you know she likes a challenge, and you know, I'm I'm somebody that likes a challenge as well. We love to sit there and challenge each other so um yeah i think we have a mutual respect with that but yeah i mean dawn of honor she's just long and <laughs> you know it's just long and that up and under it's deadly so uh yeah you know the list goes goes on and on and on but yeah i know after my rookie year and i've guarded her a couple times after that i mean like your second leg you screw dt she'll pull from anywhere more than likely make it because she's absolutely DT. yes yes that's the worst part Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of DT, because she's also in this conversation as well, and she may be there for you as the top, but I don't know. But who is your WNBA GOAT? Man, that's tough. Um, I think Sparkle has my sister. So, you know, I've been watching her since high school, really high school, and, you know, watch her all throughout Tennessee. So, that's my goal, you know. Maybe, like I said, that might be a biased, biased decision. Um, but if I had to take, you know, had, uh, yeah, you know, I deeply the goal in everything she does, you know, the passion that she plays with. I think the reasons you hate her, the reasons you love her, you know, like the, the passion she plays. I mean, I don't know what year it is for her in the league, but to come back and play the way she did this year uh, was absolutely ridiculous. You know, it was a while. It was admirable for real because I think we all want to be that. All right, guys, we're going to keep having some conversations with Kayla. Still got some more important questions to ask before we let Kayla head on out of here and go back to her busy life. We're going to take a quick ad break really quick, and we're going to come back again and ask Kayla those final questions right here on The Lowdown. Guys, we are back here on The Lowdown Sports Show. Guys, we've been talking to Kayla about all types of things today. Talking about her experience in South Carolina, the national championship, growing up with a dad in the NBA, Mr. Antonio Davis, and what that childhood was like. Talking about her favorite parts of the social justice campaign within the WNBA and what she envisioning in, is envisioning for the future of the W, who her GOAT is, and what she sees going on next season. And now we still got some more things to talk about with Kayla. Kayla, last time we 
we were talking just now before we went to the break. You, uh, we were talking about the WNBA GOAT, and you said, you know, Candace being a little biased is more than likely your president, but outside your family is DT. <laughs> but now I want to talk about Candace. You know, since you guys are related, what is that like? You know, not everybody, you know, you know, people have their, their family. They grow up into an NBA family because their dad was in the NBA. But you don't see a whole bunch of, you know, like cousins going on. You either see brothers or it's a father, daughter, father, son, or mother, daughter situation. Cousins, and you know, somebody like Candace Parker, that's got to be something really cool as you're growing up, you know, dad in the NBA. Cousin Candace Parker, super stud. What's that experience like with Kayla, or not with Kayla, with uh, Candace? And the first time, what was it like the first time you guarded her on the court? Yeah, it's actually crazy. Like, we're not, I don't even cousins. I, all, all I know is our families all grew up in the same place. So, like, as far as we're concerned, we're like, yeah, man, we're family. Like, don't ask questions. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, we literally all grew up in the same little city in Naperville. Um, I remember Pat, someone one time joked, and she was like, do they have a factory in Naperville? Well, they're just, like, picking on? We were like, we don't know, man. Um, but, yeah, like, we all, like, it's our families are all really close, and, like that but yeah I mean the first time stepping on the floor with her was was crazy like she was like man like she's like I bet we've talked about it she was just like I just couldn't even believe it like she's like I just couldn't even believe like you were there like you were standing there like with the uniform on so it was crazy um but it's you know it's, like it's, it's tough because you want to like enjoy the moment you know and, and laugh and joke about it but obviously you're like in the middle of an actual basketball game that you know that matters and, <laughs> and stuff like that so um, you know, we still have our fun and, and whatever, like, there was one friend who just, like, didn't know we were, you know, basically, like, that was, like, my god sister, basically, I, like, I always pluck her jersey out on the free throw line, because she always does this thing where she rolls her shorts, and she has to tuck her jersey in a certain way, I always pull it out, and she's like, dude, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> let's just, you know, like, let's go, like, you can't, you can't do that in the middle of a game, so, um, so yeah, the, the ref was like, you gotta chill out, you're gonna get teed up, and she was like, calm down, so, you know, like I said, we still have our fun, um, but yeah, I mean, we always, like, I remember one time she actually got in a defensive stance <laughs> and was just sitting there trying to guard me super tough and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have our moments where we push each other in the middle of the games, but um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a real floor to get there, so uh, it's, it's always an awesome experience. I bet, you know, and I think when, when you came into the league, that was the, the year before is when he, she had won the championship in uh, 2016. So, uh, you know, she's coming out there trying to show, like, we're trying to come back, get a repeat, and then, like, oh, look, Kayla's up. What's up, look, Kayla? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that That's funny, though. You got those, she's got her little routine. You mess with her. That's funny. That's good that y'all are able to have those enjoyable moments and still be competitive with each other on the floor. Um, you know, and uh, like we talked about earlier, most of your experience has been in Dallas with the WNBA and, you know, most recently the dream uh, towards the towards the end of this uh, bubble uh, this year. But uh, so, like, going into 2020 uh, was a bit of a different experience for you, um, you know, as far as what you're used to and in the past. Uh, so uh, how different was that, you know, starting the year, uh, not being with the team yet, like what was what did your off season and off time consist of? Like, did you work on anything specific with your game? Uh, did you learn anything new? You know, whether it be about the W or about yourself in in the uh, in the, in the downtime. And um, what was it like coming in later on? Yeah. Um, 
Well, actually, over the course of, so I would say around this actual same time last year, um, um, you know, and he's, he's been awesome just as far as, you know, helping me within my career and, um, you know, he's just he's super straightforward. So, you know, just sitting down and having conversations with him and just being like, hey, listen, like I've talked to, you know, GMs and coaches and this is kind of the perception of whatever it is, you know. So, hey, like let's work on this, let's work on that. Um, so, you know, to have something like that in your corner, um, you know, to, to help you through this, you know, whole entire process, uh, you know, it's awesome, really. So, worked on that stuff, you know, went overseas, um, you know, was playing well before, you know, the world got shut down, basically. Um, you know, so, like you said, it was just it was just interesting. It was a matter of, you know, just really staying ready, you know, sitting outside you know, kind of looking in on the inside as far as the bubble ready. You know, like I said, my agent was just, he stayed super positive with me and, you know, was he ready? Stay ready. Um, you know, and that's that's all it was, you know. So I was driving, you know, I drove down and, and worked out there for a little bit, you know, with the guy I know, um, you know, just was working out, uh, you know, all different types of stuff. So, you know, I just did what I could to stay ready with the current situation. You know, you couldn't really get into a lot of gyms. You couldn't really do your normal kind of stuff you normally do. Uh, so that made it tough. But, you know, when, when you want something, when something needs to be done, you just, you know, you find a way to get it done. In, in the brief snippet you've been in, what, what was it like with the Atlanta Dream? Because, um, you know, uh, you know, different team, different coaches, different people out there for you. Uh, what What's that team like? And, yeah. uh, and how did you enjoy your time there? Awesome. It really was. Um, you know, she was just her, her basketball. Like you and her telling us about the game, um, you know, it's it it cool. You know, it's cool to sit there and, and be face to face with. But um, I think they, they just have a bunch of different personalities, but they're all great ones. You know, um, Elizabeth Williams, Demoting Billings, um, you know, Kenny Carter is, is going to be, you know, so to see all of that just, you know, together and, and, and to work with it every day um, was awesome. Really. It, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, super, super thankful for. You know, Atlanta for giving me the opportunity to, you know, be in the bubble and experience that and, uh, you know, be on a roster for the, you know, for the 2020 season. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with this next year coming up as far as teams and contracts and all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm sure those conversations start coming up pretty soon. You know, obviously, being in Atlanta and stuff like that, I would love to be, you know, back home where I went to high school and grew up and stuff like that. Um, but you know, once again, as I've learned, things don't always, you know, work out as you, as you see them working out. Um, but, you know, definitely enjoy my time, you know, in the bubble, uh, you know, with Atlanta. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you got to enjoy that experience in Atlanta, and I'm glad you ended up uh, finding that team to be able to be a part of those things. Um, what are you looking for uh, in terms of, well, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice, but if you had, you know, like ideal type of, city or situation like what what is what is what do you envision that being like a, a younger group maybe a, a veteran um, team or... yeah. um you know i think i think i've you know been in the kind of younger group situation so i've never really you know just because in dallas we were the youngest thing in the league you know we were super super young so um you know i've never really been in that situation with you know vets and, and true vets and stuff like that so um, you know, I think to be maybe in a situation where it's just like a good mix, you know, there's probably just like a good, you know, teaching and helping and whatever the case may be, but, you know, we're still young enough to kind of play in a, you know, in a younger style, whatever the case is. So, um, you know, I think team-wise, maybe that would be it, but, 
living wise, I don't know. I mean, I think that's one thing I've seen you know, growing up with my dad, who's traded a couple of times. I've lived so many different places and so many different situations. You know, living doesn't really bother me. Moving doesn't really bother me. And once you're overseas, you know, it's just like anything is, is cool. You know, like you just want to be in the States. So, um, yeah, you know, as big of a deal for me. Um, I do kind of flock towards warmer weather, but, you know, it's summer. That's, that's the cool part about playing in the summers. It's usually warm forever. <laughs> and uh, you talked about, you know, this time last year is when you got your new agent. Um, talk about uh, your trainer. Have you been with the same trainer ever since you've been in the league, or have you switched up trainer? And, like, what, what if you did – what did you like about this new trainer and what uh, what are the more important things that you've been working on within your own game? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I one thing I've been able to do, you know, fortunate enough to be able to do is just have trainers kind of wherever I'm at. Um, so, you know, there's a, a, a guy, you know, I actually went to middle school with him, Rockets, and I worked out with him. And he was working out with my brother. My brother's at Central Florida, so that's how I met him. Um, you know, he you know, does mix of stuff as far as like um you know because for me it's like i never know what i'm gonna do right i may be in the league and be playing a guard but then i go overseas and most of the time they're like hey you need her at the four so my work ethics have gotten pretty like mixed as far as like hey we're gonna work on coming up but we're also gonna work on setting screens and rolling my screens so um yeah look at g mcintyre and then this is name i think it's b-u-n-c-i-k um he's in dallas kind of the dfw area so um literally wherever i'm at i just i find somebody <laughs> find someone to work out with um but yeah i think my biggest thing is just i've been working on you know just shooting the three better like i was that was a big one at south carolina um you know so getting that back you know, getting more comfortable with that uh you know hopefully bringing that to the team and and you talked about your brother and you said this is your twin brother what is what's your relationship like with your brother and um how close are you Oh, we're super close. We are. We're super, super close. That's like that's my buddy. So, uh, yeah, we we grew up just doing really everything together. You know, I played co-ed basketball a lot of the time, or I just flat out played with the boys and played with my brother because I wanted to play with my brother. Um, and we weren't going out there in Joanna minute, so that left me playing. You know, playing with the boys. Um, but yeah, I you know we're we're super close. He's currently playing in Sweden. Um, I believe as a teammate, um, you know, he's done well. So it's, it's, it's been an adventure to kind of have like a, a built-in kind of best friend, you know, to go through everything together with, you know, college and professional life and adulthood. So, um, yeah, that's my buddy. We, we talk often and, um, you know, he calls me with most random stuff, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. So. Um, you know, our relationship was kind of, I guess, not your average, like, brother, sister. They were like, do you guys fight? And I'm like, no, we didn't really, you know, we didn't really fight growing up. Like, you know, he's always, like, super complimentary of everything. And, um, you know, he's, like, he's just been my biggest fan, you know, and, and I'm his. So it's it's been awesome to have him, uh, you know, throughout this whole journey. And it's, you know, it's always something to look forward to as far as, well, you know, what are we going to do next? What can, you know, going to lead us next? To shift gears a little bit, you are a mother of of two lovely dogs. Right. <laughs> Talk about your relationship with your dogs and how long that you had them. Yeah. Um. So after my rookie year was done, um, I was literally like sitting on this like picture of this puppy, 
and it was a great dang puppy and nobody wanted him like he was he wasn't even like the run as barking as like he had been sitting there for about two three weeks and literally like all his brothers sisters were already there and like had a home to go to so I remember I saw him and I was like I have to get him like I'm not leaving this puppy there <laughs> Um, so I remember cracking up because I was talking to this breeder and the breeder was like, you know, I was like, well, how big is this guy going to get? You know, he's a great thing. He'll probably be about three in that range. So I was like, okay, so he's the size of a person. <laughs> and he is, he's like exactly like she said, he's about three something feet, you know, tall. Um, he's about 155, 160 right now, and he's if he stands up on his back two legs, he's about yeah six feet, six one. So he's the size of a person. Um, yeah, it's literally like walking around with a person every day, literally. Um, so he turned three this July, and then um, I had he's a Shih Tzu, so I had two Shih Tzus growing up, and they passed away in the same year, like really crazy, like no idea how it happened, um, but they passed away in the same year. One of them was super super old. Um, and the other one, I honestly think he was just sad. So um, both my dogs passed away in the same year. Walking by, like in a mall, walking by like a glass window and I see this puppy. And so my mom's like, Kayla, you're not getting another dog. Like there's too many dogs. Like, no. And I'm just like, mom, like maybe if I get them for my grandparents, right? I'm like, I come home. So the dog, you know, don't get him. She's like obsessed. I can never get him back. Like I ended up keeping him my second year when I came back. Never even had rookie my whole second year. And so, yeah, those are those are my boys. Listen, if it's not a league-wide thing, those teams are. So, you know, at some point in time, that was a focus. Um, but, you know, even just voting, period, right? Like, voting has been, you've heard it so much. Like, go out and vote, go out and vote. Um, you know, and because every vote, you know, matters and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I think you just have these conversations. You know, they're, they're not easy conversations. Um, you know, they're not, um, you know, common conversations, but they're conversations that need to be had at the end of the day, you know, and I think we kind of ripped the bandaid off a little bit, you know, with just making it a point, you know, to, to wear shirts that simply say back, black lives matter. Like, yeah, that's, that's a conversation starter. You know, somebody's going to ask about it. Somebody's going to say something. So, you know, continue to talk about it, continue to talk about these things and, um, you know, find something that matters to you, you know, to, you know, that goes out there for anybody, like whatever matters to you, whatever kind of strikes you in your heart, um, you know, talk about it and don't, don't stop talking about it, uh, you know, because it needs to be talked about. And you know, with our platform, we have a voice that a lot of people don't, you know, like, I think that's why it was so important with, um, you know, black women is just a lot of them have been, you know, especially the ones that are no longer here with us, like, we have to be their voice, you know, we have to be Breonna Taylor's voice because she doesn't have one. So, um, you know, to have to, but to go out there, um, you know, because that's something that's important. That's something that needs to be talked about and people don't want to talk about it, you know, and it's a warning. Yeah, it gets uncomfortable at times, but it's important, you know, and it needs to be done. And I think it just, it, it was, it was, I think for us, it was something to just say, hey, we're going to continue to talk about it as uncomfortable as it may be, you know, for some people, even as much as you may not want to see it, um, you know, avoid it. It needs to be talked about because it's important. It's happening all around us every single day. And, you know, if we don't talk about it, then who else, you know? So I think we all shouldered it and, and said that's what our responsibility was going to be. And, you know, I, I believe that we would, you know, carry that into to next season as well. Lastly, I want to get you, get your thoughts on 
how it feels for you to see uh, Kamala Harris being, you know, vice president elect and about to be the position of vice president come the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it brings things full circle, really. Right? Like you said, it's we've seen it from a, you know, in my case, a, a basketball professional career standpoint, but to see it something outside of basketball, you know, like that's vice president of the United States. Like that's it's crazy to even think about. Like there's a black woman who's going to be sitting in the vice presidency, and it's awesome. You know, it's awesome because you know so many times like you hear us basketball really believe right when we say hey you can be anything you want to be um you can be a basketball player but now we can literally say like look like you can be president of the united states if that's what you want to do you know so um and i feel like that's one of those things where it's like you know what they say like aim for the moon and fall amongst the stars right like aim for the moon like that's that's up there right like it doesn't it's hard to get better than like a vice president. So, um, you know, it's like, imagine if, if that's something you're aiming for, you know, you can, you can only still be something really, really cool and, and really great where you still have impact. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think Kamala Harris, you know, for all that she's done, just cause bringing full circle, you know, everything that every black woman, especially maybe professional athlete standpoint says like, you can be whatever you want to be, but, you know, like I said, now there's proof. Like, if you want to be a vice president, then hey, go do that too. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kayla Davis, WNBA player and former former 2017 national champion with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me today, bringing in your wealth of knowledge, talking about your life and everything about women's basketball today. Thanks so much for for joining me. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Get you one again sometime in the future for a kid part two. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Guys, this has been the Lowdown Sports Show, Episode 3.